I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. Hey guys, welcome back to the Truth For Youth podcast with Micah Murphy. Today I have a guest, a special guest. It is Marlon Lewis, who is one of my former students at First Baptist Church of Venice, Florida. Marlon is going to talk to us a little bit today about kind of his experience growing up. We're going to hear a little bit about his testimony and kind of what he's doing now and how he's applying the faith that he has had in the past and how he's grown with it and how he's applying it today. So let me introduce Marlon Lewis to the podcast. Welcome. Glad you're here. Marlon, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Okay. My name is Marlon Lewis. Uh, I went to Venice High School. Uh, currently, I'm 20 years old. I go to the University of Richmond. Uh, I do play football there, number 32, if you want to go look some stuff up. <laughs> yeah, check him out. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, just growing up... Um, um, my dad, he used to take us to church. Um, and, you know, um, my parents are both from Haiti, so they speak their native language quite a bit. And my dad, the church that he went to, um, spoke their native language. But I, however, did not understand that language <laughs> nor speak it. So um, I would go there and not really understand what was being said. There was like some short instances where they would speak English, but... Um, yeah, I guess that was all fun in that, and uh, I thank my dad and my parents for uh, bringing me to church growing up and at least uh, allowing me to acknowledge that there is a God yeah. and knowing that there is a higher power. Um, but yeah, I didn't, really, I didn't really gain any true knowledge from that, I guess, though. Um, but yeah, I was going on in my life, and I was usually living in the world. I was not very... A uh, good kid, as many would think, um, but yeah, it basically got to a point where um, I was getting like suspended in school um, for doing a lot of crazy things. Um, but you know, I decided to try to change that around during my seventh grade year. I didn't really come to Christ, but uh, I realized that what I was doing in school and like trying to seek attention and stuff like that um, that really didn't do. A lot of good for me so I decided hey like I should probably just start trying to live according to the rules or according to how I should behave um, but then came around uh, 10th grade um, my brother invited me to youth group here um, and at first he was like my younger brother he was I think he was like in sixth or seventh grade at the time so I was like oh it's probably gonna be a bunch of little kids running around <laughs> screaming uh, cause of mayhem, but um, <laughs> after a couple of weeks, seeing him come back and he was happy. My mom telling me, like, hey, like Tyler just seems like he's so happy coming back from youth group. He seems like he's having a lot of fun. I decided to give it a shot. Uh, ended up coming here. Then I kept on coming back after that because I liked it the first time. And then I was able to just uh, grow in my knowledge and grow my faith um, with God. And that continued out all the way through. Um, high school uh, thankful for Micah for being able to teach me a lot of things and being able to help me out through a lot of troubles that I went through as well um, and when I got to college um, just one thing that they ingrained in me before I went to college is hey like make sure you get a community make sure <laughs> yeah, that you absolutely. get with people um, hear countless stories about people going to college falling away from their faith 
and I decided I didn't want to be one of those statistics or one of those people mm -hmm. that did that. So I made sure that was a priority of mine. Um, I got up there, got connected with some good guys. Luckily, there was a guy on the football team that was actually a Christian, strong believer, he's a disciple. And I was able to just get into Bible studies with him and uh, with some other people within the ministry, go to some of the events that they had. And it was just really encouraging. I learned a lot of new things. Um, and yeah, and then, uh, yeah, that's basically how my uh, walk's been going. Uh, I was baptized again in uh, November 2019, uh, just knowing a lot more, knowing a lot more scripture about baptism and everything, and just being able to firmly understand uh, what it was about. So, yeah, yeah. awesome. Uh, well, I'm going to back up and tell kind of a funny story and, and actually give, give my little nephew a shout out, Cade. Because one day I see this young man, Marlon's younger brother, Tyler, show up to youth group, and he didn't really sit with anybody. He came in, super nice kid, kind of quiet, but just grinned. I mean, just grinning, just smiling, having the best time. And afterward, I thanked him for coming and, and uh, was asking people, does anybody know where Tyler came from? And, and my nephew, Cade, was there, and Cade's like, yeah, I think he came from like a group chat that I just kind of invited a group chat of people to, to come to youth group and didn't think anybody would really come, but, but Tyler wound up coming. But my nephew didn't really know Tyler at the time. I guess somehow they ended up in a group chat. He invited him, Tyler came, and then now Tyler and Kate are pretty much inseparable. But, you know, Tyler continued to kind of get plugged in, meet people, had a blast. Then he drug Marlam in here. And then Marlon eventually kind of got plugged in and got to know people. And then Marlon became one of my greatest leaders that I've ever had in any youth group in the 10, 15 years that I've been a youth pastor. He just, I mean, his personality, his desire for Christ, his desire for his friends to be saved, just phenomenal. And so he was constantly recruiting, constantly bringing new people in the youth group. And then unlike a lot of upperclassmen that come in and they, they're, they're too cool, right? They, they just, you know, oh, I'm too cool to be here and I'm just gonna chill. Marlon made the most of everything that we ever did. If it was a game that we're playing, he's going all out, yelling, screaming, cheering. <laughs> I mean, putting his full effort into it, but having a blast and that became contagious. And so the energy level and the enthusiasm and the amount of laughter and fun that, that youth group had I mean, was like a hundredfold. It was really incredible to see. So that's a one, the testament of his leadership and his uh, charisma, but also just to show you what one person with some enthusiasm, what they can do for a whole group. So that's an encouragement. If you're out there listening to this podcast and you're a little bit discouraged, if you will go and have passion and have excitement and it's authentic, it is contagious. People don't really care about all the other stuff. If you're truly an authentic person and you have a passion and desire and you're likable and you're friendly, that is super contagious. And I just cannot brag on Marlon enough for what he did for a youth group. And now we're hurting because he's graduated and, and his leadership is gone. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to fill that spot, which was never really fillable. But, um, but I'm just so proud of Marlon. I, I saw him develop over the years and really learn to grow in his faith and depend on God and really trying to make the best decisions. He's human just like I am and just like you are out there listening and watching this. 
you're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. That's that's part of us being human. But what do you do with that mistake? Do you learn from that mistake? Do you try to grow from that mistake? Do you repent from the sins? And yes, that's that's what I've seen Marlon do and really grasp the faith and really want to grow in it and understand it more. And so I've been super proud of him because a lot of times I see students graduate and like Marlon said, they become that statistic because now all of a sudden they have some freedom and they're like, you know what? My parents aren't really checking in on me or my youth pastor's not checking in on me or whoever's not checking in. I'm going to sleep in. I have all this newfound freedom. I can do a lot of things without anybody really knowing about them. And they go crazy, you know, and a lot of people don't get plugged in immediately. They get into a wrong crowd or they get out of the habit of going to church or being in some kind of Bible study group or reading their Bible. And they just kind of drift apart. And then some of them will eventually come back around. They realize that they were on a wrong path and they, they turn around. Some don't ever. But I was proud to see Marlon go to college and not even just go to college. He, he, got, he was going on a football scholarship, so now he's in a sport, let's just say, is, is not known for their Christian values. You know, usually you have some pretty rough characters playing football as well as some coaching. But to see Marlon go, and he actually came back stronger as a follower of Christ is is just truly impressive and I'm truly proud of him. So I have him on the podcast today for a couple of reasons. One, because again, he's just been a tremendous leader and I want to share that with others. And another one is I had a student recently say, hey Mike, I would love to hear from one of your one of your guests come on the podcast and share about things that they went through, whether it be in middle school or high school, how they dealt with peer pressure, how they continued to stay focused on Jesus, what are some things that they did because Yes, you maybe have, you know, were successful, but you've been removed from <laughs> high school for a little while now. Oh, yeah, maybe a little while. Yeah. Um, so getting someone that's recently out, you know, Marlon just graduated a couple of years ago, so he's recently been out. He's still in the college life, and so he's still dealing with a lot of these temptations. And again, not that Marlon's perfect. He's not perfect. But I do think he's done a lot of things well, and so whatever advice and wisdom that he has to share with our audience uh, and to our students it will will be super beneficial. So Marlon, let's let's drop back to that. What for our middle schoolers, okay? The middle schoolers that maybe haven't quite got to the high school level. What can you tell them? Maybe what they're maybe what you experienced in middle school. I know the attention was big for you, you know, more so when you're younger than when you got to high school. But also that transition from middle school to high school. What are, what are some pieces of advice that you have for middle schoolers first? Um, well, for middle school, uh, I could say that, like, um, during that first half, like, I was attention seeker. Wanted to, like, gain a lot of attention and stuff like that. Um, so I guess, like, I was, in a sense, I was living for other people, mm -hmm. uh, living to gain like recognition from them laughter from yeah, them want them to laugh at you yeah. oh marlon's so funny we <laughs> like him right yeah. that's a lot of students yeah, do that absolutely like a lot of the oh i want like other people to like me and love me um i guess like the biggest thing i could say for that is basically just like flip your mind view and then realize that um like god is the only person i have to please god is the only person that truly like truly loves me beyond anybody else so uh, there's no reason for me to be seeking out the attention from other people. And this is a lot easier said than done. And this yeah. is something I didn't learn until like late in high school. So yeah. it's like, it's not anything that uh, I believe it, is easy or 
is very yeah you know, it, it is difficult yeah. especially middle school you're still trying to do it in high school you know mm -hmm. you're still trying to figure out who you are and look let's face it we all like to have the approval of other people i don't care if you're you know 85 years old it still feels good to have the approval of someone else but what you've got to learn is like martin is saying you have to find your identity in christ he's the one that you should be more concerned about what does he think of you what does he how does he value you and if you're a child of god which we all are then you have high value and then as you become a follower of christ then you'd have more of a purpose and more of a plan and so for young middle schoolers, a lot of them are trying to figure that out and they want people to like them. They want to be the funny person or they want to be, you know, the attention seekers. And that's okay to some extent, but what happens is a lot of them, they're, they're trying to get their identity. So if they don't get the, li the likes on social media, if they don't get the laughs, they don't get the followers, now they become depressed because that's what they're trying to be fulfilled. And you've got to learn not to do that. Like Marlon said, it, it, it's a process. I mean, it, you don't, it doesn't just overnight you wake up and say, oh, I've got it. You know, you were still struggling with that in high school. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, we'll, we'll still struggle with that even as adults a little bit. And you've got to constantly remind yourself that it's Christ. All right, keep going with your story. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the middle schoolers trying to approve. Yeah. What about the transition from middle school to high school? Transition from middle school to high school. Um, I would kind of... I think it's kind of in the same area. Uh, I think it's a lot of the same things about like attention seeking, but uh, I think in high school, you definitely have more like mature people. You definitely have more people that have a bit more understanding about a lot of things. You have a lot more people that you can talk to mm -hmm. in most cases. Um, so I would say just like trying to expand and trying to meet new people and love on new people. Um, just be able to expand and try to find people that are like-minded like you. Um, because high school, for the most part, you're gonna be with a lot of those people in your class for four years. So you can create like amazing relationships with those people. Um, and just making sure that you've got like the right crowd of people around you. And that's one of the things that along with college, like making sure that you have the people around you. And I know you beat that into me while I was here in youth group. Um, I actually beat it into the baccalaureate <laughs> service last night as well. I saw the, the seniors had their baccalaureate service and uh, I got up and I said the exact same thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to surround yourself yeah. with good people. I don't care if you're five or 85, if you don't put yourself around good people, they will a, keep you from achieving all that God wants you to achieve, mm -hmm. and B, they're likely to lead you into destruction. So mm -hmm. you've got to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with those type of people and that Marlon took that to heart, like he said. And so it, not just at college level, but it also comes into play middle school and high school like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so my oldest is going into high school next year and all his little buddies. So here's, here's a question I have for you. So they're also going to be playing football. So as a... If, if you're the upperclassmen, what are you looking at when you see incoming freshmen? Like from a standpoint of the kids that you're like, oh my gosh, this kid is annoying. He is obnoxious. He's just trying to impress everybody. He versus the kid that you're like, man, that kid, he's not cocky, but he's confident in who he is. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty impressive kid that, that's got his head on straight. Mm -hmm. what, what do you see? 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, this happens like all the time. Absolutely. Like, seeing younger people, and I think the biggest thing is that um, they understand like when to be serious and when to joke around and be able to have a good time with each other. Um, and the kids that are annoying, they like to talk too much when it's out of place. <laughs> Somebody else is talking and they're over here talking, like creating background noise, stuff like that. I think that's a real uh, big thing that separates the two. Um, and then like usually the kids I talk to, they usually have this more mature feeling about them that they, they understand a lot of things. They, they're able to, you know, just talk to you and not, mm -hmm. you know, say a bunch of inappropriate things yeah, like, and like I, little kids I'm do. glad you said that because yeah. I, I do, I know for some reason, middle schoolers and, and even high schoolers will do this, younger ones, they think if they use foul language, yes. they tell dirty jokes, they get involved in drugs and vaping and alcohol, that it seems like they're more mature and it seems like they're cooler people. But in reality, like Marlon's saying, the older ones look at that and they're like, what an idiot. Like that's immature. Like you see right through that. So don't do those things. And it's especially evident when you're doing that to try to impress others. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah. I was hoping you would say that because look, even though it's been a long time since I've been in middle school and high school, that stuff doesn't change. Don't think it really changes the technology and some of the, you know, access that you have to certain things, but the, the desires, the wants to want to be accepted, want to be liked, want to be loved, want to be popular, all that stuff. That, that's just, you know, truths that, that go from generation to generation. All right, so those are some things that you see that, you know, obviously are kind of annoying that you see, oh my gosh, that kid, he's trying too hard. All right, tell me what you were talking about, the kids that you're like, ah, I see that they have a maturity level. Um, how are they acting? How are they responding to to peer pressure, mm -hmm. um, to just their environment in, in the high school level? I definitely think um, one thing is just being able to know what you're about and being able to stick up against other people. So um, I think one of the things that could really be beneficial is like, say like you're a follower of Christ, like making sure that people know that, um, like one of the first things that they know about you. So like if they're going to say, hey, do you want to drink? Do you want to do this vape? Do you want to do something that you know that isn't going to help you grow um, in your relationship with God yeah. being like no no like I'm good like I don't do that stuff and then you know they'll most likely ask why and you're going to be like well I follow Christ like it's not it's not part of like who I am yeah um, and making sure that people know that because I know that for me back in high school like people would not ask me to Hey, mom, do you want to go to this party? Or mom, do you want to go and drink out on the boat or something like that? Like, I, I would usually just look at them like with a serious <laughs> face or I would laugh and then like put a straight face on <laughs> right at them. Like, I wanted, uh, I want to really, you know, feed into that. Yeah. Be like, oh, I don't know when, when are you guys doing it? When are you guys doing this? Like, no, just like cut it off. Make sure that you're serious about it and you're not. You're not like, oh, smiling, joking about it. Like, oh, I don't know. I might do it. All right, so along that same lines right there, did you ever get your feelings hurt because you weren't invited to those things? Um, I'm sure there's a few times where I was like, uh, maybe I could have uh, hu like hung out with them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was like, well, I don't know what they were going to be doing. I don't know right. if they would have tried to like force it upon yeah. me or try to like keep on influencing me to do it. So I was like, you know what? I'm satisfied with the decision I made. 
Yeah. Um, just knowing that it was probably for the better. But you, and you also accept that, right? When you yeah. also accept, if I'm going to live for Christ, I'm probably not going to get invited to some of those things. Which, like Marlon said, it's not like you really want to be there anyways, but I think there's something about our human yeah. nature that's kind of like, but man, I just got left out. You know, it's like you didn't get picked for the team. You know, when you're picking sports, <laughs> you know, you're picking teammates <laughs> for the sports in the backyard. It's like, man, I didn't get picked. You know, I want to get picked. Um, but you know what? Look, I... It happens to me now. You may think, oh, that just happens when you're younger. Look, I'm a youth pastor. I don't get invited to a lot of parties. And it's supposed to be just like regular parties. It's like, oh, we're having a New Year's party or, oh, we're having a football game, tailgate celebration or whatever. There's a lot of people that don't invite us to parties anymore because they're like, oh, you know, he's a youth pastor. Better not invite him because we're going to be drinking here. There's probably going to be some inappropriate talk or language or something. And that happens all the time. And that's like Marlon was saying, I'm okay with that. Like, I probably don't want to be there anyways. I mean, look, I got plenty of, you know, things with my kids and, and other stuff that I can be doing. So it's, it's no big deal. But I will say, honestly, there is a part of you that it kind of goes back to that. Well, man, I didn't get picked. You know, like you just, well, you want to be picked. Um, I don't struggle that as much. I, I accept it. But I will say my wife, Lois Ann, she gets her feelings hurt at times. She's like, well, guess he was having a party this weekend and we didn't get invited. You know, and, and, it's, and it's not like a wild, crazy party. It'd be like, you know, some type of celebration, you know, like I said, like a Super Bowl party or something. Because guess what's going to be there? And then they feel awkward inviting a youth pastor. They don't want to make it awkward for them or they don't want us seeing them doing certain things. So there's a ton of stuff that we don't get invited to. And as a female, my wife, she does get her feelings hurt a little bit just because, again, she didn't get invited type stuff. But I mean, again, we're used to it. Look, it's, it's part of who we are. It's part of what we accept. So that's good for younger people to understand. There's going to be a lot of things that you don't get invited to but it's for your benefit. I promise you there's plenty of other things to do and you don't want to be there anyways. Like Marlon said, if you went to some of those things, and I used to go to some of those parties, and when you're not drinking and doing all that stuff, it's really not fun. You're watching a bunch of other people be idiots, and you're like, well, why am I even here? I feel weird. I feel stupid kind of being a part of this craziness anyways. And a lot of these people, they're not going to remember tomorrow morning anyways. And even if they do, it wasn't that great. So it's okay to not get invited to those things. All right, so I think we hammered that one in. What about something else, Marlon, that you know, young people coming into the high school ranks, you know, what are some other pieces of advice that you can give them? Uh, maybe specifically for sports, okay? So mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about maybe how they're acting on campus. What about, you know, the younger ones that are coming into the sports programs? Like how should they act as a Christ follower, but yet they're one of the younger ones on the team? Mm -hmm. I think uh, number one is giving effort in everything. Uh, and making sure yeah. that you're going full speed, like, just going right at a hundred percent with everything because the minute that you don't they're going to be like hey that person is representing christ but it seems like they don't really care about this or they're gonna slack off yeah. or they're gonna have to do everything because um, i don't care what your religion is if you're if you're an athlete mm -hmm. you're going to respect whoever is giving max effort yeah. like that's respectable by any coach yeah. any person on the team so they won't care if you don't drink smoke sex use bad language, if you're busting your hump and you're giving everything you have mm -hmm. on every play and you're giving it your all, dude, 
100% respect by your teammates, yep, for sure. Absolutely. If I just said that. Mm-hmm. All right, so as they transition, okay, so now maybe what about for like our sophomore, juniors, maybe even our seniors in high school, what are some pieces of advice that you've learned going it through high school that they can really help those that age group? Um, I think just one of the biggest things is like, um, this is actually going towards the freshman as well. Kind of, I forgot to say this, but making sure that your grades are intact and that you actually do focus in school. There's so many people that I talk to like later on and their GPAs are lower and they're like, oh, I have to work extra hard now just to get my GPA back up. Or they're trying to go to college and, and next thing you know, like their grades aren't up to par or stuff like that. And it, it just doesn't help them out. So just like in that aspect of like focusing on school and for, you know, Christians as well, like more importantly, like God tells us to like give a hundred percent everything we do mm-hmm. and go full fledged. And like, if we're slacking off in school, it comes off as lazy, comes off as you don't care. Um, you basically don't respect these people. Um, and, it, and also that goes along with like love. It seems like you don't really, you're not really showing the love and respect uh, to the teachers and, um, you know, the school and stuff like that. And it just, it just really hurts um, other people as well. Yeah. So. All right, those are some great pieces of advice, Marlon. What about as far as dealing with the temptations, dealing with the peer pressures at high school? How did you feel like you, what were the, some strategies that you used that you felt like were successful for you versus maybe things that you tried that were like, oh, okay, that's probably not a good idea because that didn't work very well. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, making sure you have the right group of people again. And this is like going back to freshman year. If you guys really seek out the right people and form the right group uh, of friends, then, uh, you know, during those later years, you guys are going to have like your own little pack. Like usually there's always those groups of people that, you know, that are groups of friends throughout high school. And you really want to make sure that you got the right one. And if you guys can be able to you know, really stay in the word and really chase after God. Um, and you guys are in that one little circle, then it doesn't really matter if you're not getting invited to those other things like yeah. we were just talking yeah. about. Um, because you guys are going to have your own fun chasing Christ and doing things that are righteous. And you can still have fun oh, outside yes. of, you know, doing all these That's one of the frustrating things that people think, oh, yeah. well, if you're a Christian, you can't have fun. Bro, I had plenty of fun yes. in, in high school, college. I, you don't need the drugs and alcohol and sex to have fun. There's plenty of things in life yeah. to have fun with. Absolutely. So I think that's one of the bigger things as well. And making sure that you're staying connected in a church and you're staying connected within like a uh, youth group or Bible studies, stuff like that. Uh, those stuff really do help. And it just goes along with fellowship and just being able to be encouraged by other people and seeing other people doing the same thing you are. And sometimes maybe like in the circumstance you are in, um, maybe you're not able to find those kind of people that are really trying to search for God. And to be honest, it might just be better for you to just, you know, be alone, you know, hang out at your house and play video games or something. It's better than going out and doing worldly (laughs) things. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you said stay involved in like your youth group Mm -hmm. in, in church because it happens Every year, every class since I've been a youth pastor, it never fails. You usually have pretty good involvement out of the younger ones, the middle school, 
even the freshmen in college or freshmen in high school, sophomores in high school, but it's like it never fails when they get 16 and they get their own license. They will, for one, legit, they'll go get jobs because now they have car insurance to pay or maybe gas or maybe their parents just want them to start working. So that is legit. But if at all possible, schedule your schedule where you don't work Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings. Look, I have students that do it. They rearrange their schedule. They ask or maybe they get a different type of job that will allow them the freedom to do that. Because I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things that I think that helps is people like Marlon that stayed plugged in all through high school. You see a huge drop off in those juniors and seniors. And really those are like the minority that wind up coming to youth group because of those things that I just said. Some of them, they're kind of getting senioritis. Some of them are just, you know, they're doing their own thing. You know, they're, they're involved in more worldly things and they, it's just not a priority to them. One of the biggest factors I, th I think that help, especially as you transition on to the next phase of, of life, college, work, if you're plugged in and grounded through those years in high school. So I think that's a key, key, key element. Stay plugged in. If it's a youth group, if it's a Bible study that you do with, with some friends at home or on Zoom or whatever, get plugged in somewhere that you are consistently, consistently fellowshipping in the Word of God with some other believers. That is a huge part to it. And I think that's one of the keys to Marlon because he actually winds up doing that at the next level as well. So let's... Let's change gears and let's go on to college. So now uh, you kind of already hinted at that you got plugged in immediately right away. So let's take the audience through that. So you go up to Richmond and you, you're going to a place where you've really never been. Okay, It's not like you have family and friends up there. I think you did have one or two Venice players that were going up there, already up there. Yeah. One? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you knew basically one person. Mm. So you go up there. What was it like when you first get there? And what was some of the immediate things that you're like, I got to get plugged into other than your football meetings? Mm -hmm. um, well, at first, uh, there was, I think it was two, two or three weeks where uh, we get there before school actually starts. So we're over there and it's just football at that point. So. Um, get there, boom, doing football, going through camp. It's basically 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. actually. Um, football all day. And there's nobody on campus like other than football or some other sport like basketball. So basically, I don't know anyone. I'm just doing straight football all day. Um, so we're doing all these stuff. Um, and we actually had our coach give us a paper to fill out like a whole packet and we're answering questions throughout it all. And one of the questions was, what do you want to be remembered for when you leave hmm. University of Richmond? And the number one thing I put down is, I want to be remembered as a man of God. Wow. So luckily there were some other uh, Christians on the team and I went in to have the meeting with my coach about the packet. And once he saw that, um, he said, hey, there's actually uh, two guys that are within the same position group, defensive line, um, that are actually Christian. You know, they have the same morals. Um, so he gave me their names, uh, Caleb Brooks and Kobe Turner. Um, and he was like, yeah, you should go and talk to those guys. Awesome. So, boom, I go. I made sure that, like, within, I think it was the same day or the next day, like, I made sure I went up to him and I asked him, like, I was like, hey, do you know I'm a Christian? And <laughs> he looked at me, he was like, no. 
<laughs> it was it was a really weird encounter. Uh, I make fun of him for it to this day. It's all, it's, no. it's really funny. And then I was like, well, I am. And he was like, oh, okay. And then, <laughs> it was so weird. And then we just it's went. So awkward. But you know what? You get past it, right? <laughs> yeah, good friends now. Good friends now. Um, but then we just kept on talking, and then he was telling me about the events that they had and Bible studies and stuff like that. So. Luckily for me, I was able to get connected with somebody like on the football team as well, yeah. which is even a lot better for, for me just because we're with each other yeah. throughout the whole day. We have the similar schedule. Um, we're able to like encourage and see each other just by every day, unlike some other people that have now different I'm gonna schedules. I'm going to stop Marlon right here. One key piece of that, mm -hmm. he was intentional. He intentionally put that in his packet. When the coach asked him about it, it opened the opportunity for him to get plugged into somebody else. Now, did they come knock on Marlon's door? Did they come saying, hey, we're trying to find all the Christians in, on this team and we're going to try to do this? No, Marlon was intentional about putting in his packet. And then I loved how he, as soon as he could, he went and found that individual and confronted him and said, look, I'm a Christian. I want you to know that so that he could begin that relationship. Now, yes, that may be awkward for some of you that are a little bit more introverted, but if you are intentional about it, it, it's going to benefit you. You don't have to be as bold as Marlon and go up and say, hey, I'm a Christian, <laughs> you know, but uh, whatever that is, you know, just being intentional, trying to, maybe you're seeking out a group. It's, you know, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a Campus Crusade for Christ or some Bible study, but you have to be intentional about it. They're not going to probably come knock on your door and say, hey, you're the Christian we've been looking for. Come get plugged into our, our Bible study, you know, like it may happen, but... <laughs> Chances are you're going to be intentional. Yeah. Okay, so that's great. So that began a friendship, a relationship. You get plugged into FCA, Bible study groups, mm -hmm. right, with, with your team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just like FCA. Um, I really didn't get really, like, involved with FCA till this past semester or the semester before that, actually, just because of um, they were meeting on, like, 9 p.m. and I had to wake up at 6 a.m. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, there's no really time to sleep. Um, but yeah, uh, that was so great. I did go a couple of times my freshman year though. Um, and just being able to go to Bible studies and be able to hear the word every week consistently and making sure that it, it's a priority. And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the big things that you should use to drive you is like, is like, it's got a priority in my life. Yeah. Cause if he is, then you're going to put aside awkwardness. You're going to put aside, oh, I'm not, I don't really feel like going and talking to people right now. Yeah. I don't feel like going to this place right now. Um, making sure you put down all those stuff aside from yourself and just give your life to God and live for God. Yeah. I think that's one of the big things. Yeah, you definitely got to make time. And that is one of the great things about the age that we live in. It makes access to the Bible and Bible teachings so much easier like this podcast for instance you know hopefully you're taking advantage of the podcast we do it once a week there's other podcasts out there that as well but just get some bible intake you know this is easy to do i love podcasts man i listen to them every single day usually multiple times a day when i'm driving i hardly ever listen to the radio i'm always listening to podcasts i'm always trying to fill my mind with with knowledge whether that be spiritual knowledge, maybe it's business knowledge or educational knowledge or just world events knowledge or whatever, just trying to fill my mind with something, you know, that will help me become a better person. So get plugged into that kind of stuff, you know, like hopefully there's Bible studies, but now with, with what happened with COVID, there's tons of Zoom opportunities to get into Zoom Bible studies. 
And that's one thing that, you know, Marlon and I were able to continue to do with another group of, of college guys. We were doing some Zoom Bible studies uh, with college guys all over, the, all over the place, you know, trying to still kind of get together, and we're still trying to continue that. Uh, it's hard to be consistent with everybody's schedules, but uh, we do do that. Um, so that's another great, great piece of advice, getting plugged in. Other tips or pieces of advice you have for, for people that you feel like has really helped you continue your relationship? Um, yeah. Uh, so I remember it was during one of our Bible studies and it came down to three things. It came to, um, like for your relationship with God, it was talking to God, listening to God, and then I think it was hanging out with like God's people. So those three things will help you out with your walk with God so much mm-hmm. because talking to God, that's prayer. And, you know, there's plenty of scriptures that are t- talking about prayer. And one of the things that really hit me, um, I think is in Thessalonians, is um, pray continually at, at like all times. Mm-hmm. And I never really did that. It was always, oh, pray when you eat, pray when you go to sleep, pray when you wake up. And really if you're if we're talking about having a relationship with just an actual human being down here on earth you're not going to just talk to them in the morning like say a couple things and then talk to them at night like you're going to be talking to them throughout the day have a deep conversation with them um if you really truly love and know this person and that's how the relationship grows right like i say that all the time if you have a relationship whether it be a friendship a boyfriend girlfriend your parents anybody if you want that relationship to grow you've got to communicate you shut off communication the relationship doesn't grow so that's same thing with like marlon saying that praying without ceasing that pray continually you're you're in communication with god you're getting scripture which is a god communicating back to you you'll also feel his presence through prayer and, and as you're asking and you know just talking to god that's a that's a great part of the relationship building yeah. and then uh you just touched on the listening aspect is uh is like listening to his word and being able to read his word um, just about every day. If you're gonna have a best friend, if you're gonna have somebody, especially when you're supposed to be making him Lord of your life, yeah. uh, you should have him in your life every day. So um, listening to him, like you're not gonna have a relationship where you just talk to somebody. So prayer is just not enough. Like you can't just talk to him and then not listen to him or anything that he's saying. So um, doing that every day, uh, I think really helps, and that's like that's like what a real relationship mm-hmm. would be like. And you're not pro- you're probably not going to listen to somebody say one sentence to you, and then you're just going to go off and then and then go through your rest of your day. Um, I think that's one thing for me. Like uh, I used to just read the verse of the day in the morning, and then I'll just go throughout my whole day, and just I usually wouldn't even remember. I'll just usually forget check about it. Check off it. the list. Yeah, check off yeah. the list. Um, but being able to now, you I go into scripture and read it. I try to read about a chapter a day. And um, if I'm having problems with, uh, oh, I'm not being consistent with it, then I make sure that I prioritize it in the morning, make sure I have no excuse. I'll wake up early to do it. At one point, I was waking up at 5 a.m. before a 6 a.m. workout, making sure I got the word in. Um, but yeah, just prioritizing that and actually listening to God reading the scripture um i suggest going through the new testament uh and reading through the whole thing right there um and it really helps because there's some things in there that you're not going to get if you're just going to sundays and wednesdays 
Um, you have a limited amount of time. Uh, they're only going to be able to say so many things to you and teach you so many things. You got to go during your own time if it's really that important to you and really go and talk to God, listen to God and be able to get all this other knowledge that he has to tell you, um, but he can't give it to you within those certain aspects of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. Well, this has been a, it's been a great time just, just conversing with Marlon and hearing what he has to say. And it, honestly, I mean, it's the same stuff that I say all the time, but it's great when you hear it from someone other than your youth pastor or someone from an, other than an adult. When you hear it from one of your peers or a guy that's in college that he's telling you a lot of the same things, listen to that. That means that it, it helps. It's beneficial. Um, I'm so thankful that you know, that I've gotten to know Marlum and have a friendship and a relationship with him and just thankful for the man of God that he is and he's becoming and the influence that he has. And I know he's doing a lot of great things at Richmond and still has a huge influence and making an impact and will continue to make an impact there. Guys, I hope you enjoyed our podcast. As we wrap up, Marlum, any, any final words, any final thoughts for, for our audience? Um, I'll be praying for y'all. Yeah, yeah. Again, hit us up in the comments. Um, you know, I, email questions, comments, whatever, and I'll pass those along to Marlon as well. If you have some comments that you want to share, questions for Marlon, I will get those to me there in the show notes. So just email me, and I'll get it to them, guys. But uh, we really do appreciate you listening today, and hopefully you found this beneficial. And if you did, share it with someone, someone that you think will benefit from this as well. And guys, we'll we'll pray for you and we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Bye-bye. I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free. So you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we